intro let's go intro hello and welcome it's always sounds so silly to me hello and welcome um welcome to a episode of pot thoughts full this is the worst intro ever we're gonna redo this <laughs> you know that it's gonna be gold when we go back and we're editing it and we we're like <laughs> um yeah i didn't have any intro planned i was just hoping someone would start bullshitting oh <laughs> okay Bitch. well it's uh 28 degrees of a libra rising here do you guys still Ooh. have a scorpio rising oh we absolutely have a scorpio rising excellent yep 11 degrees sun oh. conjunct the midheaven Beautiful. on a sunday lane was asking me earlier he was like so i don't know any astrology how is this gonna yeah work? i was nervous i was like i don't know anything what do i do <laughs> yeah I'm that's what, ride. <laughs> what austin said so i guess that's where we can start we have some guests on today's episode um i'm your one of your co-hosts hannah and i have my partner austin here Okay. <laughs> and this um, is my husband lane howdy um austin do you know your big three do i um i'm definitely a scorpio uh-huh um is there a libra rising no 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 <laughs> it's okay no, you know no, there's a rising that's um, good it's in a Aries no no the other one. Uh, <laughs> you know this I know I do it's Aquarius oh uh, that yeah <laughs> you did really good man <laughs> and what's my moon Sagittarius or, uh, that's right <laughs> so yeah Scorpio sun Sag moon Aquarius rising uh ruler is Saturn in your Pisces second house yes Apparently. <laughs> Lane, do you know your big three? No, all I know. <laughs> no, you know this. <laughs> it's I'm a oh wait. I'm a I'm a Libra's son. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm a Libra's son. There's a Taurus in there somewhere. Yeah. Taurus rising. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then It's the best cancer. one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is it cancer? That was a complete guess. I had no idea. That was a literal shot in the <laughs> I dark. Said it's I the literally best was one. like, "Damn the crap!" Yo. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally all I thought. Like, Pokeball, like, like throwing the crab out. You're like, "Crab, go!" Crab, go! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The moon said, "You're mine, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, doesn't the moon represent my mom? Well, it can yeah oh shit i was kind of a mama's boy when i was young like i was really little sweet, sweet cancer moon baby yeah i like how i'm over here like yes <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah because hannah and i were talking about how you and her have more of the venusian cancerian type thing going mm-hmm. and austin and i have more of the saturn Sag thing mm-hmm. is it venusian feminine not necessarily it doesn't have to be classified as okay well. what about cancerian what does that denote like what is a cancerian thing is that a thing yeah okay. well cancerian yeah that's how you would oh it just sounds like a it. 
It's very ethereal. <laughs> all words are made up, bro. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Cancerian. I mean, so I'm a Cancer Sun. Okay. Um, and I have a Cancer Mercury and Venus too. It's very um. It holds a lot of space. It's very okay. protective. Um, very, very intuitive. Very um in tune with emotions but like doesn't necessarily share that with everyone like a, a cancer gets a lot of bad rap as being like the cry baby i think cancers use their emotions like not in a bad way this will sound in a bad way but like as a weapon almost it's almost like a superpower and they know how to use it um they have to get in tune with that a bit but i feel like the cry babies are pisces and they will not fight me on that <laughs> um <laughs> Um, yeah. So that's, that's how I would describe the cancer experience. It's very like, um, it's a, it's a cancer. It's represented by the crab. So it's got like the shell and the pinchers. That's yeah, not much right. of a cry baby to me. That sounds like a badass. Yeah. Okay. His dad is a cancer son. Mm. Why dad's so tough. Like he's mm-hmm. such a hard ass all the time. I mean, I yeah. don't know. He also has that Taurus Mars though. What does that mean? Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, wait, hold, wait. Before, before you, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Before you like, answer, spill the beans. Am, like, <laughs> am I about to open a whole can of astrological yeah. whoop ass where we like spiral? Oh, yeah. Kind of. Right, do, do you want to back up? I'll reel those back. questions back. Okay. And just to, and I'll assume that what you're saying is like that I, I kind of know. Okay. Okay. Word. Okay. Cool. Do Wait, we want to just place. throw their charts Are up? Pisces March? Our Pisces in March? Yeah. 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 Makes total sense. Yeah. We so from the end of February into the middle of March is okay. Pisces, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, when in February? Um around like the 22nd. Oh, so interesting. Yeah. No, you just like. I just remember so many birthdays. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. I just don't get along with people in Pisces like at all. Okay. There's funny. so much tension all the time. That's interesting. Like, I mean, because you're an Aquarius rising and you have your Saturn in Pisces in your second house, so it's like you're very, like you are very in tune with Pisces energy, but yeah. you're very strict. <laughs> you're you very know, like totally, no, there's yeah. a way to do but this. It's so specific. And those people. <laughs> i know now pisces suns are like very or other pisces places pisces is a very movable um like how do you describe how do you even encapsulate pisces energy it's very like yeah it is a water sign water sign yeah and aquarius even though it has aqua in it is a freaking air sign yeah yeah Yeah, okay yeah okay Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no. But when I like, yeah, Aquarius. That's Aries too. I'm like a little iffy with Aries. No, well, I... we both have moms with Aries oh, moons. So, so. Like, no. <laughs> there's that. <laughs> but it's like you can literally just like pick who you're going to get along with just based on their birthday. And I think that's kind of. You can. To a point. But yeah. Like, you can at least maybe not pick who you're going to get along with, but pick who. Like, I mean, you're oh, gonna like there's definitely characteristics yeah. but you can definitely pick who like not pick but suss out who you might have a more immediate flowing relationship and True. that can be seen by like 
air signs would typically get along better more quickly with other air signs or fire signs because they have those sextile and um opposition relationships where they have those kind of more flowing things um and then the trine relationships too whereas the <clears throat> the earth and water signs are a little bit more of a challenge mm. but i mean i think that's what's one thing that's interesting about our relationship which is kind of what this episode's about digging into our different axes and our um how all of our astrology goes together but you're an aquarius rising and i'm a taurus rising so you're an air rising and i'm a earth rising and those are pretty opposites like but they're both fixed signs so even though we do things from a different we do things in a very different way we have the same general method of doing those things like we're pretty like slow and methodical and not quick to change like we can make a quick snappy decision from time to time but as people in general we're pretty like we're pretty steady Mm -hmm. rather than all over zigzaggy would you agree totally yeah so that's kind of so much yeah (laughs) i think we like to describe ourselves as the hermits and Mm. and i feel like a lot of that comes from our moons being on our ICs, and so we're just like yeah why would we leave fort phillips <laughs> pretty, pretty sweet place <laughs> pretty sweet not gonna lie we're planning to like make a home gym out of a garage if oh we absolutely we get a house and then we literally won't have to leave if we don't want to ever stop it <laughs> i would love a home gym I especially like a basketball it. court ah uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the dream there yeah you and faith would love that that would be awesome <clears throat> no, i'd be wild break every bone of my body oh my god yeah the ic thing so the ic is like so we're talking about our risings which is like where the um the horizon like was this is gonna be a terrible description do not take this one to the bank folks (laughs) (laughs) no no but overall the rising side we know what that is it's the ascending line thank you and then then the descendant is where the sun is gonna set that day Mm -hmm. yeah right at the time that you are born um but the ic and the mc the mc is like the highest point in the sky and the ic is the lowest um so in astrology the ic represents like your roots um what feels like home what feels like safety what feels like like roots so it has your ancestry and family and stuff there too um so having your guys's moons on your ic is like your moon is your sense of safety again (laughs) like what makes you feel emotionally safe what makes you feel secure what you need to nurture yourself so having that on the place where you need to feel most rooted and safe it's like yes just leave and, me cocooned here forever yeah. <laughs> and lane's moon is also domicile and mine's exalted so mm. it even has that layer of dignity to it yes so it's just like all of the moon things yes all of the time all of the uh, fort phillips forever yep that's <laughs> for every man <laughs> We're also big into meal prepping, which I think is interesting because we cannot be without food. Like we got it. It's like four square meals a day, man. You know. Mm-hmm. 
So okay. I'm a yeah. Go ahead. I was just saying again. Fort Phillips is locked down. We're not leaving. It's like gates <laughs> closed, dude. <laughs> That's my vibe. I'm that Taurus moon, Taurus rising. But you've got that Sag moon, so you're a little bit more like, let's go do shit. Yeah. No plans. Let's go. Let's and I'm like, yeah. hold on, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> you need to mentally prepare to go away. <laughs> like. I need to mentally prepare to do anything. Yeah, I'm like, you just want to go to a show tonight? I'm like, sure. What? what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, we need food. We need to go. What, what car are we using? <laughs> and I'm like, let's just roll. Let's get the essentials and go. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> but the good thing is he's a Saturn ruled rising. So he still has like the grounded like methodical way of doing things so when i start getting methodical he can roll with it which is nice yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> Lane gives me a minute he lets me go on my little planning tangents for probably about 30 minutes and then he just sighs really big and then it's like <laughs> time to stop <laughs> is it like it will, it will consume the better part of the day like when, when it when it happens i'm like but let's let's just reel her let's reel her in here (laughs) reel her in bud (laughs) like i I love where your head's at but i want to do other shit today other than (laughs) i'd like to you know get back to doing something else so let's just you know pause it for now oh my god that's so funny that feels like i get that yeah that makes me think of their libra mercuries because both yeah. of them have a Libra Mercury. Um, Lane also has a Libra Sun and stuff, but that's like your communication style. Mm-hmm. I never like thought about <laughs> Libra in uh, Libra in Mercury, Mercury in Libra before like that one. Yeah, I agree. Well, All I knew was like Bill Clinton, and I was like, okay, Silver Tongue Devil. That's yeah. dang. Are you lucky with Bill? Yeah, he's a Libra Mercury. Yeah, he sure is. Slick with their words. He's Only lets you see as much really. as they want you to. Say what? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he, he was a good he was a good oratory. You know, he yeah. put a speech out there. Lane, you really made up a whole artist and then you pitched it to your speech class and they believed you. Yeah. That's silver tongue. (laughs) I made it on the day of the speech. I was like, I didn't prep anything. And she was like, you have to give a speech. And I was like, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) I just threw it out there. She was like, I had no idea Fromm did that kind of work. And I was like, yep. And then I just, I walked off. So class was over. And I was like, hey, before everyone leaves, I want to let you guys know every part of that was BS. Like, none of that was for real. Like, that wasn't an actual thing. Do not talk about this. That's not a real human. That human is not as good. (laughs) And my teacher was like in tears. She was so angry. She was like, I believed you. And I was like, oh, shit. I didn't, my bad. Oh, my God. How did you sell that so convincingly? And I was like, I don't know, man. So yeah, that was a, that was a bad one. She got really pissed at me. She was like, "That's not cool. Don't do that." And I was like, "Don't, do that. don't do that." <laughs> Why not? I mean, I I aced the speech. I was 
Exactly. That, that was, was the really? assignment. But, Did they say it had to be oh, real? I, what? Did they say it had to be a real person? Was that part of the assignment? That was kind of the, like the academic, oh. you know, integrity kind of thing. Yeah, well. We're assuming that what you're telling this group. Everything of, is creative writing. I don't know. 30 person, you know, class. Like you're, you're going to tell them the truth. I'm <laughs> just going to claim why. <laughs> I lied. Uh. <laughs> you're just so gifted though with your hey man convincing storytellers yeah what's your favorite thing to do <laughs> storytell yeah, yeah. Well, i mean that was like the first time i ever talked to you guys was just me telling stories yeah 100 percent. i feel that that's i don't think that's be the wise old mystic of the the tribe oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, trying to think yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense for Mercury and Libra. And then for both of them, Mercury and Libra is ruled by Venus and Scorpio. Mm-hmm. What is <laughs> Venus and Scorpio. What's that? The fact that you guys like to bite us. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cool. Lead with uh, yeah, you gotta give us examples. Yeah, well, and she give us like examples of like a oh, gotcha. Like oh, it's moment. so hard sometimes. <laughs> but I don't know. Venus and Scorpio is very like intense. Like it probably won't necessarily explicitly tell you about how it feels. Mm-hmm. It's like the obsessive type of love. Is kind sometimes, of sometimes. Yeah. Oh no! But <laughs> in a bad way. It's just like you no. love so much that it physically hurts you that you, you don't it. want to talk you don't know how to yeah yeah damn man like you're you're 100 is that it. like cute aggression but like yeah it can be yeah i feel like i feel that way when i see mishka he's like i want to squeeze you I feel that too about Ralph. Oh, and he hates me so much. But, Maybe it's a cancer thing. I but, don't know. Yeah, Maybe she a hates thing. me. Doing, she just runs away from me. But maybe that makes me want to do it more. Because I'm very like, give her her space. She's a consenting being. Like you know, if she doesn't want it, she doesn't want it, man. But she's so. Oh, that's how I. That's feel about Ralph. That's why he probably likes me more. <laughs> we just get each, each other. We just look across across the room. We're like, yeah. Up, and man? I just want to Sorry, bury yeah, my hungry? face in his sure. belly, be like, I love you, and he hates me. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. like, no. <laughs> but then he always wakes me up in the morning. We have a whole routine. <laughs> He's a Virgo, so it's very important to him that it he has his daily routine met to the letter. Queen. Oh, he's so an dramatic. absolute drama queen. So dramatic. <laughs> Let's just start swatting you and just for no reason he's hungry he's like give me the food now yeah and just will just scream louder and louder and yeah Yeah. if he's awake and he's yelling at all times there we go (laughs) there we go that's it yeah yeah (laughs) he hurts my brain (laughs) 
Mish goes through this really creepy thing at night where she'll like yowl into the abyss <laughs> get in bed because she's sad that she's now the only thing awake, right? Oh but my god. Learn how to say mama. So yeah. it just sounds like she's saying like mama in the hallway. Uh, at the like opposite screaming. end of the dark apartment. It's so and it's creepy. like the dead of night. Like I'm laying there asleep and all I hear is mama. And I'm like <laughs> <laughs> like i'm like sitting straight up in the bed and Anna's like what the hell was that like, no dude shoot out of me well, i was like shit we got some spirits in here it was like two in the morning. ready to play man was, yeah because i rolled over and looked at my phone i was like mishka it's two o'clock in the morning buddy like oh i was God. in a deep slumber don't do that deep just Mars and Gemini transit, though. Oh, I'm actually low-key excited. Like, am I nervous? Yes. Am I mostly excited, though? Yes. So Mars, for our friends in the room, um, is... How do you describe the planet Mars, Anna? I'm curious. Um, I feel like Mars is one of the relating planets to me. So everything mm-hmm. that it does is concerned with the interactions between humans and other things and like how you relate to the topics in which you're interacting with, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that it tends to be kind of the more protective or actionable relationships, mm-hmm. you know, where it's uh, like severing is a really big word that comes up to me with Mars or protection, there's another one that comes up so mm-hmm. it's like those uh hard interactions that you have to have with other people mm. yeah almost like sometimes boundary setting can fall mm-hmm. under martian stuff um movement for me like mm-hmm. i know mercury kind of does denote movement but like mars to me feels like the actual force of action like the friction the the muscles burning and moving to move you forward mm-hmm. um so having mars go through gemini after being in Taurus, I think is going to feel nice. Oh, I saw somebody on Twitter describe it as like after someone having their foot pressed up against the door and finally like breaking through and falling through. It's not very graceful, but it is a relief. God, I wish I knew who tweeted that because that was such a good metaphor. I might go through and try and find so I can credit it. Um, But that is exactly how I think it'll feel. I think we're going to break through into this like I think it'll be weirdly creative and constructive, mm-hmm. but it's going to shake shit up. I think it's going to be a seven months long vibe. That's a long time. That's a long freaking time. <laughs> that is a long time. Well, I'm also just thinking about how it's going to interact with the U.S.'s chart, you know? That, exactly that. Because that's in the Sibley chart seventh house, right? Well, also just the historical background of Mars and Gemini is pretty. What else happened with Mars and Gemini? War. (laughs) Yeah. I'm still drafted. Wait, didn't they take the draft bill down? Did they? Let's hope. I'm draftable. I can. They can do it. Fuck no. I mean, like Uncle Sam. I mean, like if he said. Yeah, Mars and Gemini is. uh... Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I think combined with the U.S.'s Pluto return getting another hit coming up. Yeah. Isn't that bad when that happens? So (laughs) 
is it bad when it happens? I don't, not necessarily bad, but I mean, so the Pluto return is how I've described it to you before, happens every about 240, 250 years. So only big things like countries will experience it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's also typically the amount of years after which an empire either falls or continues to stand. Yeah. So So it's like a big moment of transformation. Like, is the structures that you have set, is this thing actually going to move forward the way that it was intended to? Like, did you build the structures you needed Mm -hmm. or the support you needed to um, fuel your growth in that direction? And if not, then it's time to burn it down and start over. Yep. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Like, wow. 2020 yeah 2026 will be 250 years right mm-hmm. but yeah. also it's, but the pluto <laughs> return starts now yeah so it's, it's like already had, so it, takes, it, already it had its first hit in february yeah, it has it another hit coming later this year yeah so we're already in yeah it? we're in it yeah we're in it now and when did it happen when it started it in february this is what I was talking about in February where I was like, but, oh. but important to note. So Pluto in the U S's Sibley chart is in the sign of Capricorn. It's at 28 degrees conjunct my Uranus. Isn't that fun? Um, so I look at myself anyway, I'll go into it later, but, um, <laughs> so once Pluto entered Capricorn, it started the Pluto return even though it took a long time to build up to the exact spot where the return happened, which is what happened this past February, it's been building up since 2008. Isn't that an interesting year for the U.S.'s Pluto return to have begun? Did the structures that we set work? No, they certainly most fucking did not. (laughs) That's so interesting. So since 2008, there's been, think about how that was such a turning point for the economy, for Mm -hmm. politics. Like we had Obama come through, we had gay rights get established. And now we're kind of in this weird point where it's like, we get another hit. We're now like starting in February is when all the Roe v. Wade shit started coming out when all of the, you know, and that's been just like a tumbling block. And, and now like (laughs) Trump is being investigated for the espionage act and he has appointed three of the supreme court justices that are like making these decisions there's so much shit that is just like it's just really challenging every foundation that this country has so it's like let's see how it goes i don't know buckle up what a wild time to be alive i say this all the time (laughs) like what it really does feel like a wild time to be alive though even astrologically speaking like we're about to have uranus and gemini again like so does this happen for like every major generational change or is this like unique this is a lot for us in relation to the u.s sibley chart I think mm-hmm. right now okay you know um so I think that that's why it's a little bit more prolific for us mm-hmm. experiencing living in the U.S. at this time right with all of those changes going on yeah okay um but every country experiences a Pluto return yeah 
if it lasts 250 lasts years yeah okay that's why i think it's referred to as like when empires because t- typically it's you have to be a bigger entity to last in that way for that long but yeah okay all right so are there like astrological processes that happen like every 30 ish years yes yeah that okay. would be the Saturn return. Yeah. Okay. He hears me talk about that a lot. Surprise. <laughs> okay, so that's like the, that's when you go through like your midlife crisis, like your second one. Yes, your yeah. second. Yeah, your second uh, Saturn return would be your midlife crisis. My dad's going through that right now. He's 56, 57. Also, the Uranus uh, transit. The Uranus. At that time as well. Yeah. So, wait, there's multiple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's. So you know the typical planets like the sun, the moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, like those are the ones that move pretty quickly through the sky and they have transits that happen pretty much every year. Um, Bigger planets like Jupiter, Saturn, they have a little bit more of a longer cycle. I think Jupiter's is like 12 years it takes to go through all the signs. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Saturn is the one that takes 27 to 30 years to go through all of the signs. Um, so that's the first planet that has like kind of these bigger, like generational loops that you can kind of pinpoint. Then you have the three outer planets. So Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, and they all move a lot more slowly. So like Uranus, the last time, why I was referencing Uranus and Gemini was because the last time Uranus was in Gemini was 1940. In that period during all of the wars. So those kinds of things there's people um there was a really great documentary series um oh my gosh what was it called did you watch that anna that was about the it was about the uranus cycles and the uranus saturn cycles um i think it was dr richard tarnas no i i know what you're talking about but i'm trying to remember what was called something the changing of the gods yeah i think changing of the gods documentary of this doctor who like studies astrology and he tracked the cycle of Saturn and Uranus because it's all very mathematical like there's a very specific year cycle where they have these alignments and it happens every very specific amount of years um and they align with big world events like like world wars like um the Roman Empire's fall stuff like that has very specific cycles that he's been able to track. And so he did this documentary tracking the Uranus cycles through the night. I think, I don't know how far back he went. He went pretty far, but um, specifically tracking like the civil rights movement and then its reflection today, because we're going through like a return cycle thing. So yeah, that's the outer planets do that. <laughs> okay. So that interacts with your chart in a certain way every specific number of years. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then that's why people have like these similar similar events at similar age points in life mm-hmm. is because everybody's kind of experiencing that same type of thing at those specific years of age. Yeah. So like the Saturn return between 27 and 30 is like, that's when you see a lot of people get married, get big career things, make big moves maybe have some big like losses or something happen that like really changes the direction they're going um Mm -hmm. big realizations they suddenly like kind of grow up they start acting a little you know 
the big turning 30 is a thing, but it is a thing. And you start noticing a difference in people after that because it's their Saturn return and where they're being faced to for, uh, forced to face um, like lessons of responsibility and being a grown up and fucking taxes and death and shit. It's like it all gets real. <laughs> like, yeah, life gets real. It's when you're considered an adult astrologically after yeah. your Saturn return. Yeah. So, three are about to hit it. We absolutely are, folks. March of 2023 is when we're, yes, yes, yes Mr. 1995. Mm-hmm. And you and Hannah have it in the same house. So in the 11th have- house, my friend. Yeah, you guys will have a very similar experience with your Saturn return. So, what does the 11th one mean? The 11th house represents your, like the community that supports you, like the big connections that you have connecting you to the world and like your wishes Mm -hmm. and ambitions. Um, And having Saturn there can often feel like we were cut off from either a supportive community or cut off from what our dreams and wishes actually were. And we were forced to pursue something more practical um and so then this will be our challenge to be like for me so what I think our side of return is going to be about is accepting that um we can be supported and we can do things that we want to do instead of what we think we have to do and we can find a balance there but you have to find the balance in order to make it work so I think we're going to have the opportunity to put our big kid pants on and like step up in a cool way what so is that so is that bad or is that like is it inherently bad or good or is it just it's neither no it just is it's just like i think it's inherently good in my opinion everyone i mean saturn's a malefic so it brings things that feel uncomfortable but like the things that are most uncomfortable are the things that force you to change and grow so to me that feels inherently good yeah it's it's a lot of character development i would say yeah it just might not be like it might be tough love character development. Yeah. I think being seen will be a part of it too. Like allowing ourselves to be seen. <laughs> if you have like context mm. that you would like to share of how you <laughs> before, oh. that's kind of part of the process too. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fascinating. Is it? But like am I making sense today? No, you are, but it's like I I literally feel those changes. Mm. So I can like Oh, it's like all your dates were so specific and I'm like oh my god <laughs> I know because you said 2008 where it started and I was like well that's when I got surgery mm-hmm. and I was like well that's when the Phillies won the World Series and I'm like that's when everyone was also like the recession basically was going on I was like mm-hmm, the crash how are you supposed to feel and I'm like yeah. that's so interesting I was there like there was it was a big was shift like, it was like connecting like a million things at mm-hmm. once so it probably yeah. looked like I was like it's like you see the board behind i I literally all of the yarn yeah (laughs) crazy charlie with all the (laughs) me at all times yeah totally i was like (laughs) i'm into this i'm like yeah that's what i love about it it all connects wait so i'm in that (laughs) <laughs> you're about to be <laughs> yeah, about to be it's about to start but I can already see the seeds have been planted just from yeah. like, watching you over the last year like yeah. we've already kind of seen yeah. what it's gonna so relate weird. to 
<laughs> and also like we all have already had our progressed lunar returns like that's happening that's another concept but basically like yeah it's it's another thing that like prepares you for the saturn return like emotionally mentally like reconnecting with your body and your needs and what you actually value um so i feel like that's what we're all kind of experiencing right now and that prepares you for the saturn return to like face the actual like okay here's the thing that i have to do wait so why are we all three going through it and you're not because I'm younger, so my Saturn is an Aries, but y'all have your Saturn. So you got to wait like three more years. Yeah. So when you get done with yours, mine will start. It lasts three years? <laughs> <laughs> um, Typically, yeah. Ours is going to be a little bit longer just because of Where's the way that longer? Saturn goes. Wait, why is it going longer? I think it's going, dude, I think it does go to like 2027. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I think it th- it keeps going back into Pisces until 2027. Oh, yeah, hold on. Yeah. yeah, because of the retrogrades. So we just get a change for five years. Pretty much. Yeah. Let me just double check here. 2027. <laughs> go. Wayne's like, I want my money back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, but this ride kind of sucks ass. <laughs> <laughs> jk jk 2026 okay so it is only three years don't worry no need to fear folks no need to fear yeah 2026 it's not bad but if i come out on the other side i'm good yeah for a little Mm -hmm. bit yeah you'll you'll be so here's the thing anna (laughs) that i've been thinking about lately is once my hour saturn return concludes saturn will be moving into our 12th house so that could be good that could be utilized well as a moment of like respite and isolation in a good way yeah well i'm just like gonna intend for it to be like that yeah that's true was the 12th house so you know you were talking about just like shutting yourself away in a cottage Mm -hmm. and just riding for a whole year like you know (gasps) yeah you're right and so it's kind of like a doubling down and just retreating into what you want what you need to accomplish and do you know so i'm gonna do that after yes after this period is done um we're gonna like dip for just a hot second yeah but like in a good way in a good way like it'll it'll be good for you i think Mm -hmm. i I think it'll also bring about maybe like a little bit of uh stoicism comes to mind whenever i think in the 12th house so maybe like uh he already he loves stoicism i can tell (laughs) he just he read um meditations by marcus aurelius and it was awesome huh (laughs) oh yeah no (laughs) that's awesome yeah It can do, that's what's cool about astrology, dude. It can tell you like, so it just, it can tell you so much about the vibes that you're going to just flow with in the next few years of your life. And for me, that's really comforting. Like, Mm -hmm. tell me about that. What might be rough. I'm cool. Just tell me (laughs) ready. I can deal with it. I know I can deal with it. Mm -hmm. I just rather know because for so long, like, especially growing up in like, such such a christian household where it was like you know don't make god angry um <laughs> just like knowing that things are flowing and i can just trust that and that it's there's 
it just is what it is. And it's not because I did something bad is like really nice. <laughs> yeah. You know? So is there something specific happening every day? Yeah. Generally, yeah. Do you have your little yeah. astral weather are there, of the are there, day? Are there like any, every single day is different. Are there yeah. any like astrological off days? Is there they're ever, always like, there so like, we're not really meeting it like we're not doing something no like, so that's what all the planets are doing today okay and that's like throughout the day yeah that's they, just today that's just right now it'll change later today so yeah does it end up just being like a circle like it's like a it's like a solid color <laughs> let me share my screen with you can you track it for like 24 hours can you like yeah yeah that's what we do that's what we do every day that's why we choose specific times to do the recording. But if it went for a whole day, would it just be a big circle or would it take a whole year for it to do? Well, it depends on what you're tracking. So what we're looking at, what you're looking at is just like an imagining of the sky with the earth at the center of it. Okay. Um, so it uses a um, geocentric perspective. So it puts the earth at the center of the solar system instead of the sun because the point is to observe the universe from the perspective of the earth okay. so that circle is kind of tracking the mathematical positions of each of the planets as they're going in their current rotations and the relationship that they have with the earth so you can track it all day and like it will change throughout the day because you're tracking the current perspective of where the horizon is right now so the, that's changing every day because the sun, we're always moving. So like you can track it moment to moment. You can track it day to day. You can track it month to month or year to year because like there's all the different cycles you can follow. Okay. Yeah. I hope that was a helpful yeah, that explanation. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. You're good. Okay. I feel like we should pull up their charts because we should yeah, see this. that. Let's see. It. <laughs> let's let's all see. All right. It. I feel okay. like Hannah is translating all of the things that I've been trying to tell Lane about his shirt for like the past year, but my hasn't pushed. That's okay. Well, sometimes like it's there's so much jargon, I just get like overwhelmed. Like, <laughs> and it's hard to simplify it, bro. It's so much easier for me to do it with when I'm stoned. I'm not gonna lie. I know. I'm just like so much easier. listening right now. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. And, like, I hear you. I hear it's you. because I'm not like immersed in it. Like you. Yeah ladies are so like whenever you guys are talking like you you're already you got it you got the path where i'm like wait and that one goes to the and, you got the, and, and, and then that, yeah there'll be a few moments i'm like wait can you go back to that and you're already like try to explain it but sometimes it is so difficult to find a word that means the exact same thing because it is another language you know yeah so it's yeah. it's like no shit on you guys for not understanding something. Absolutely, it is a language. It's yeah. mm -hmm. it it is a whole language. It's and that yeah, it's a whole language. You can't argue that it doesn't exist because it does because they're you know, it's a language. <laughs> um, so this is Lane's chart. Um, that's on the screen. Uh, so can you see my mouse when I circle around something? Yes. Awesome. Okay. So this is your rising. The AC is the ascendant. So you have an 11 degree Taurus rising. This is the symbol for Taurus. My moon is a 12 degrees of Taurus, by the way. So it oh yeah. One of these is your charts together actually. So oh, I can okay. show that. No, you're good. I just wanted to tell you that. Um, okay. 
So that's your rising. So then this is your, so then we go around the chart. Those are your houses. That's what these numbers represent. So the rising okay. is your first house, okay. second house, third house, fourth house, fifth house, et cetera, et cetera. They all have a different meaning. I won't go into each one of them right now. I'll just kind of dive into your individual stuff. This is your moon um, at 26 degrees of cancer conjunct the IC. That's the angle we were talking about before the lowest place in the sky. Um, and then your sun is over here in Libra in the sixth house. Wait, is that the, the yellow dot with the? Mm -hmm. Okay. Got That's it. The sun. And this is Mercury in there too, which is conjunct your Chiron. This is an asteroid called Chiron. Um, then this is your seventh house, Scorpio, where your Venus is. And this one is Mars. And you also have Pluto there. Uh, I should have gotten a bi -wheel with Austin and Lane's chart on it together because it's so funny. Oh, yeah. I can still do that. I'll do that when I stop sharing my screen. We can um, do like a break and. Yeah. <laughs> break. Um, okay. Yeah. And then up here you have your Midheaven and Capricorn. Um, and then you have Uranus and Neptune up here. So this is just kind of how we look at like a birth chart. So this is just a snapshot of your of the sky, the position of all the planets at the second that you were born. Okay. And then we use that to make delineations about shit. <laughs> What's up? So the houses are the areas. <laughs> all right. right. I feel like we need like a key. Yeah, key like would everything. be no. <laughs> a key would be okay. of like no. what everything means. I okay keep, like, once i know no. the definition of everything it's like let me see okay. if i can find yeah if we can get picture key this <laughs> yeah. is this uh i'm in there bud i'm in there because i'm like i already forgot i'm like what it's okay <laughs> is that is that, is that like, 24 symbols or maybe 36 total just you feel the, the numbers <laughs> throwing a couple asteroids yeah, because some people also do look at more asteroids and then there's big stars that you can mm -hmm. layer on under it as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's so <laughs> complex. <laughs> this is why people study this shit for like 20 years. And I, I thought intro to Latin was hard. Fuck <laughs> that, God. This is sometimes why when you ask me questions, I'm like, mm. I don't know. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Gorgeous. So I'm going to share something that tells you what the houses are. Okay. okay. So this is the 12 houses. So this is where your Taurus rising was. The first house represents your vibe, your body, your appearance, your identity. Um, when it's in Taurus, Taurus is things like sturdy, strong, um, earthy, grounded. Um, you literally have a bullhead forehead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we are. I, I am like a strongly built person, so that I'm. A, it's a very Taurian representation. Um, whereas, like Anna is a Capricorn rising. Capricorn is the goat. It is more nimble, quick. Thin. Um, 
a little bit bony. Well, I'm using goat things without being weird about it being a goat. The bony thing is so true though. Yeah. Like my elbows are the sharpest elbows of all time. (laughs) It's like a fucking scyther from Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, Okay. Um, Although I just started thinking about how you're an Aquarius rising and how one of my favorite things that people use to describe describe Aquarius risings is that they look like aliens. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I would necessarily say that about you, but it cracks me up. (laughs) But no, I mean, there. I. How about my whole family though? Like, are they all Aquarius rising? Because I could pick a few. <laughs> no, I don't know what all of their risings are. I don't have their birth times. All right, but like, <laughs> it's on my mind. I can't get it up. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's the first house. Um, Lane, you have your moon in the third house in Cancer. The third house represents things like um, siblings, your neighborhood, communication writing, commuting. Um, It can involve things like witchcraft in terms of daily rituals. So it's a very ritual daily, um, your immediate environment. The cool thing about the houses is they all kind of flow, in my opinion, from like the basics of being a human and building on up. So the first thing is your body. The second thing is resources, what you use to feed that body to keep yourself alive. The third house is where you keep your body. Where is it? It's in your house. It's in your home. It's in your neighborhood. It's next to your siblings because that's just who you're next to. The fourth house is, okay, we have all of these things in our immediate environment. What are we rooted in? It's our home, family, land, our parentage. Like we start getting this understanding of, you know, if you think about growing up as a kid, this is kind of how your awareness proceeds too after you're aware of like, you know, the things that are closest to you, then it's like, oh wait, this is my family. This is my home. This is where I'm from, you know, and you'll get that understanding. And then we get into the fifth house, which is things like, I see the fifth house as creation. So once you start like having that understanding and you can engage with your environment more intentionally and like finding joy in things and creativity. And so then that leads into things like sex and art and um, from sex comes children that goes into the creativity bit. Um, The sixth house, then it's like, then, you know, once we are entering all of these things, like exploring, moving our body in the world, then as soon as you start moving that body and doing creative things, you do open the doors for like pain and accidents and, bodily injuries and then we have to move into working and labor and using our body to do things that you know feed back into the rest of um the houses um and then you know it keeps going I don't have to narrate every single one but um that's kind of how they all progress it every single one feeds into the next one and has something there that is both a result of the previous one and is completely different from the previous one because, you know, in the seventh house, we have partnerships and relationships. And then in the eighth house is like, you know, from those partnerships, you can have debts and you can have inheritances and you can have money from your partner and you can get trauma from like those being in those close relationships. So that's what's really interesting to me about the house system is that it really does invoke like the human experience. 
Did you have a okay. question? No. Is okay. Okay. So may, let me let me make sure that I'm I'm not cross threaded here. Mm -hmm. I, <laughs> okay. So the houses are the setting. Yes. Yes. And the the planets are the actors. Yes. And then the aspects yeah. are their motivations. Their the way their con conversations. Yeah, the yeah. dialogue. Big brain. Wait. So wait. Say that again. And yeah. The, the houses house is the mother. No, the houses oh, are yeah. the setting. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the setting. It's where the scene is happening. It's yeah. Where yeah. what topic is being discussed in the scene? Where it's happening? Okay. The planets are the actors. They're the ones who determine like how they go about playing that part okay. in that yeah. scene. And then the aspects are the conversations that those actors are having with one another from different perspectives in the scene. Anna has and, tried to explain that to me like 80 times and only till like now I'm like, <gasps> I see it now. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the zodiac sign that the planet is in is the role. And like, so wait, that's not the aspect. No. no the zodiac sign is more like the it's the vibe it's like is this a it, it's is it would you say it's like the topic the wait what did you say at the beginning sorry the vibe it's either the vibe or the topic because like saturn and aquarius having a conversation with mars in taurus is very different than saturn and pisces having a conversation with mars in like gemini it's still a square, yeah. but it's like, it's about different things. Yeah. I, and yeah. they're coming at it from a different perspective. It's like, they have certain tools available to them in each sign in order to communicate what they want. Mm -hmm. And they have to abide by the rules of that sign in order to do so. Yeah. And it's kind of like, how comfortable are they in it? How, how much, uh, how much do they have mm -hmm. supporting them and being able mm -hmm. to do that role effectively? Yeah, it would be like, so imagine Saturn as a lawyer. Saturn is going to do much better in the courtroom of Capricorn mm -hmm. in communicating what they want than they're going to in the water sign of cancer where they don't have the rules. They don't have the structure. They just have this like immense sense of emotion and intuition. Like it's going to be much more, Oh, I don't know. Saturn and Cancer, I haven't thought about in a while. That's a cool one, though. That's that would be like very, very emotionally intense. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the courtroom, they're much more comfortable. So, yeah, <laughs> it's almost like the um, like caseworkers, you know, or like mm. thought that would come to mind to me for something that would be interesting. Like yeah. Yeah. Any questions? feel like we're in school <laughs> I feel so odd without a headset on so weird. exposed oh, people can see your sick fade sick fade. your sick fade brah it's pretty sad My ears yeah you can see your dimple well I don't think the headset the headset didn't like cover the dimple <laughs> The headset is a big headset. It's not like that. No, it's like it's the where your eye is drawn away, you know, so they don't look at the dimple as much because the headset is more focused on. Don't look. Don't look at my dimple, y'all.
demolish the dimple. Yeah. Oh my god. All right. Well, let me throw up Austin's chart. Let's see if I can do this. Yeah. Okay. So then this is Austin's chart. Oh my god, it's a bird's nest and not the upper left. Yep, it sure is. As we can see, folks, Austin has most of his planets up here in Scorpio. So we do have that. Um <laughs> have no. you ever just like seen it? Where <laughs> Venuses are at the exact same degree in Scorpio. <laughs> Did I put their charts together? I think I did. But okay, so um yeah. Which one Scorpio? Uh -huh. This one, the blue one. The one that has the M with the arrow. Okay, what's what's the arrow, but it has the this one, the red one? Sa yeah, that one. That's Sagittarius. What's he has the one? a Sagittarius moon. What's the the yeah? Huh? Capricorn okay see that see now that's alarming because because that looks like a v and a g and an o which would lead me to virgo but it's not i will say this particular glyph i'm not a huge fan of it it looks really funky um it typically looks like an n and then like it has like a little swish and it goes under it it looks or it's the square root um virgo bracket. is this one it is it i don't know why but this one is virgo it's the brown one uh-huh so here i'll just go through the signs real quick i guess um this one that looks like a little ram is aries then we have taurus gemini cancer leo virgo libra Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. And those are the signs. <laughs> Feels like the alphabet song. The, the symbols are throwing me off, but carry on. Yeah, the symbols are a little funky, but yeah, so Austin has his um, Venus up in Scorpio, um, as well as Sun and North Node conjunct. Jupiter and then Pluto conjunct the midheaven. So that's a lot. Um, then he has the moon in Sagittarius, rising in Aquarius. Um, ruler is Saturn in Pisces, which is exactly sextile my moon. Um, what does that mean? Uh, it just means we have a immediate like Saturn moon relationship. So okay. He acts as a boundary for my emotions. He acts as like a filter for them. Mm. But like, you have to choose to do that. It's not like something that you'll just do. It's something that you can do, but you have to like want to do it in order to do it. I know. That's so true. It's such a complex thing. I know. No, because he can. He, he's very good at like controlling my you know, if I have any like wandering emotions, not wandering emotions, but just like combo. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an emotional individual. I mean, I'm, I have a, so much cancer shit going on. Um, and that can, sometimes I'm bad at like filtering it, but you are a very good filter for it. And you can like direct my emotions into words in a way mm. that I can't always do by myself. So, 
Um, so that's how that, that's how, that's how synastry works. So then I'm just talking about how this Saturn placement of his works with my Taurus moon placement that you can't see it's here, but I know that it's here because that's where it is in my chart. Um, and that's what synastry is, is when we look at how the planets talk to each other in different people's charts and not just in their own chart. Yeah. It's like what I talk about whenever I talk about our charts interacting with each other. That's okay. I'm talking about synastry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so to show you synastry, let me see. That's Anna. This is, well, this is Anna and Lane, so we can use this if you want. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So for example, um, let's see. I'm. Tr- I, let me get my bearings. So Anna's chart's on the inside and Lane's on the outside. One of my favorite parts of your synastry is that his moon is in my seventh house. Mm-hmm. So it feels very homey for me to be able to be in interaction with him. Like mm-hmm. whenever we instantly upon meeting him, it was a very comfortable experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, see, but I feel all that. So I'm like, yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, I'm that like, makes sense. Exactly right. Yeah, and I can show you how it works in our chart too. And then here's- this is I, so- and then this too then so like your moon anna is in his first house Mm -hmm. so and that's how um your moon works in my house as well but um so that gives an immediate feeling of like that person feeling like home to you yeah or like feeling like you're seen by that Mm -hmm. person i think Mm -hmm. it's really big really big deal feeling seen yeah definitely um you guys have a lot of angular synastry. So like you have like specific hits on the angles, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Like your moon and his rising are exa- like really close. Your The moon being in the seventh house, so Venus being on the mid heaven there. That's really strong. The sun like close to the mid heaven here. There's a lot of like interactions. You can see how in between the two charts, there's a lot of places where there's like matchups. Yeah. And that's what we're looking for when we're looking in synastry, seeing what matches up with each other. Yeah. And for us, you know, it's felt like since we met, we've just been intrinsically connected to each other. Yeah. It's like we just, we haven't been able to get away from each other, you know, because we just keep coming back. So it's (laughs) like magnetic feeling almost having so many things interacting with each other in our Mm -hmm. charts. And you guys have strong angular synastry too, because you have all of your angles together. See how it says AC and MC, IC, AC, DC, IC. You have all of those letters together. That's like, that's very strong. <laughs> and then I similarly, let me see if I can. Ooh, where's my thingy? There it is. Here we go. So then this is me and Austin. Um, so you can see Austin's, all of that Scorpio stuff falls into my seventh house. And we have the MC and the DC like conjunct by a degree. Um, same thing for our IC and DC, same thing for our AC and IC, like they're all conjunct by a degree. Um, yeah, they're all angular. Yeah. Our entire life is just angular to each other. Does it matter which is which? I think it just provides a different interaction, but it's also just like, it's just a highlight point of your chart. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah exactly um it is kind of wild how they're all like within a degree yeah yeah 
in a degree yeah That's yeah. yeah so with like people that don't really have very much connection with each other you wouldn't see as much sense like theirs would be their letters would be in different places in the chart yeah. completely yeah oh, um yeah. so that that's kind of like what we're talking about like we experience life from similar perspectives so like Whoa. my this your so your first house austin is my 10th house so then if we go to here your first house of your body, your vibe, appearance, identity is my 10th house of my public image, professional titers, career, visibility. And we are literally trying to like yeah, it's fucking work weird. together yeah. <laughs> and be like put in the best tour. Yeah, exactly. So be seen weird. together. Um, if we go to mine too. Um, and then Lane's son is in my 10th house. So yeah, he makes me kind of help uh he's helped me identify like how to be myself in more public spaces right mm -hmm. yeah and his venus is conjunct your midheaven so it's like you are seen as partners and you're meant to be seen as partners yep which i think is cool yeah there's a <laughs> lot of really cool like angular sinistry that we have yeah it's really interesting. Wait, Isn't that wild? To y'all's chart real quick. To whose? To y'all's. Yeah. Oh, we got something. Mm-hmm. Where are you looking? I think <laughs> you also have um, like uh, your nodes are also both in the yeah. same places. So you guys are experiencing like your nodal reversals at the same time. Yeah. Yep. So my North Node is at one degree of Scorpio. Yours, Austin, is conjunct the sun. So like, not to be dramatic, but these eclipses that are going on right now are definitely going to be bigger for you because whenever somebody has a luminary um, in the same sign as a node, that means that you were born during, oh my God, I'm saying this as I also have a luminary in a sign with a node. Exactly. Yes. So, wow. Yeah. We all have nodal luminary sinistry, which means we were all born during eclipse season. So we're all eclipse babies <laughs> or no, actually, no, not necessarily that so all. That's not. just when the sun's in the same sign. That's not when the moon is. My apologies. That's cool. Yeah. So these eclipses have been happening where I'm talking mm -hmm. about them. And I tell you that they're coming up and then something like mm -hmm. really big in life kind of happens around the same. Yeah. Moment. You're an eclipse baby too, Lane. Yeah. Wait, that's so interesting because yeah. I spoke too soon. I'm not an eclipse baby because it's when the sun is in the same sign as the North Node. So my apologies, but both of them are, <laughs> they're both eclipse babies yeah yeah damn yeah so <laughs> having lane not so much right now because i mean eclipses will generally affect you more but like this specific cycle with the eclipses happening in taurus and scorpio are are pretty big for us you know what we did the first eclipse this year tell me <laughs> we got it we started that band interesting. isn't that interesting <laughs> mm -hmm. exactly exactly no they uh, approached us yeah <laughs> things happen so that's what eclipses do eclipses like push forward motion like pushes people into action things just happen and like it's not necessarily things you planned for it's just like shit happens when it happens and it's like oh okay all right that that all right <laughs> that's what's happening <laughs> that's really cool yeah, yeah. so 
yeah, we have all of that nodal stuff going on right now. I also have my moon here. We have like, we have kind of like a full moon thing going on because Austin suns and Scorpio and my moons and Taurus, but like that kind of angular synastry having the first house, seventh house stuff. It gives you the necessarily, the necessary push pull to balance each other out. Do you want to talk about your theory that you were going over the other day about the moon cycles? Oh, I can touch on that. Sure. Okay. So let me put up just like, uh, I'll use my chart as an example. Okay. So you guys are familiar with the moon cycles. Yeah. Yes. So it goes from new moon to quarter moon to full moon to last quarter moon to new moon. Right. Okay. So everybody has a moon phase in their chart. I, you can see the sun's here and the moon's here. The moon would need to be conjunct the sun down here for it to be a new moon. So we can know by this like kind of 90 degree angle thing we got going on that this was a last quarter moon. So in my chart, my moon phase is a last quarter moon. Um, let me grab Austin's chart. So up here we have the sun and then we have the moon here. We know that the moon is traveling in this direction in a counterclockwise direction. So we know that it is separating from the sun, which means that it is waxing, that it's growing. So it's going towards a first quarter moon. Um, so now we know that I am a waning moon. I'm moving towards a new moon. Austin is a waxing moon going towards a full moon. It is my theory that relationships that gravitate towards one another have opposite moon phases. So one person who's kind of like on the reflective end of things, who is, um, kind of picking up the last pieces, figuring out like the last, the, how to, what's the word that we were using when we were describing Aquarius, um, how to make things more efficient, how to wrap things up. And the other person is more of the generating, the starting, the, um, idea maker and the other person, you know, so it like balances each other out in a way. And I noticed that with both our relationship and with your guys's. So let me see. Um, yeah. So in Anna's chart, she's the waxing moon. So she's past the, uh, first quarter and moving towards the full moon. And then Lane is similar, exactly like me, is the um, last quarter moon. So the kind of wrapping things up, getting things together at the, yeah, I'm not going to explain it very well right now. I feel that, but <laughs> that's the general idea. I think that's, yeah, like our moons are just kind of balance each other out. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. our emotions kind of are balancing for each other and like the way that everybody describes us from the like know us in person and everything they just talk about how much we balance each other out like Mm -hmm. perfectly the opposite of each other and look at this you can see that exactly you know why because we have the sun and libra up here for lane and then your moon's on the opposite side down here in taurus both venusian ruled but kind of from different perspectives and then here your moon and your sun are also in opposites like literally are opposite to each other so you do have that perfect like polarizing balance yeah isn't that cool how you can see that in there (laughs) yeah Yeah. so we're like the perfect Mm -hmm. match in my opinion yeah and then austin and i have a bit more of a like square like relationship like i mean our sons are trying each other here so they're both in water signs 
um, but definitely different ruled by different energies. Like I'm more moon ruled. So I, one thing that's really interesting for me is we are still like very interesting halves to a whole because I'm ruled by Venus with this moon here. Um, and then all of my cancer stuff is ruled by the moon, which answers back to Venus. And then my other planets answer to um, Jupiter, which is in domicile in Sagittarius. So I'm ruled by planets that would be considered the benefics, um, Venus, Jupiter, and then there's just the moon is more of a feminine energy. And, and that's a loaded word, but you know, generally speaking. And then Austin has all of the Scorpio energy, which is ruled by Mars. Um, and then he's a, a Aquarius rising ruled by Saturn. Um, and then his other planet, um, Mars, which rules everything in Scorpio is ruled by the sun. So he has, is ruled by the opposite luminary as well as both of the malefics, which are Saturn and Mars. So we are very much a balance of like, we're very much a balance between those two different energies, which I think is super interesting because then in the chart, they still like trine each other and talk to each other in a really interesting way. Yeah. Yep boom that is really cool yeah. mm-hmm. it's, a- it's a lot of information to unpack dude oh yeah this has been the last few years of so- just like why is one of the parabolas up like this and one of them is like that mm. like the yeah. same sign i'll show you yeah I'll go back and show you. You guys all have different rising signs. That's what that so, means. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the layout of your chart will be different. Mm-hmm. And whenever you superimpose them, you choose one chart to that is going to take the layout of the houses from their natal placements. And then you overlay someone else's chart into that. Yeah. So in this chart, for example, it starts in Taurus because I'm on the inner chart. My ascendant is Taurus. And it shows how my chart is here on the inside. The chart, all of our charts start off with like, here's the Capricorn rising. So it starts with Capricorn first house and lays everything out from there. There could be many, that's the thing about astrology. And that's why the rising is important. There could be how many millions of babies born on this day, but depending on what time they were born and where the horizon was at, this rising time and degree will be different for every minute of every day. Um, so we have Anna, that's the Capricorn rising. We have Austin, that's the Aquarius rising. And then both you, or this is me. And then this is Lane. We're both Taurus risings. So, so um, yeah. It's rising and descending. Those are, the mm-hmm. two, those are the two names for it. Okay. So the, so the, this with the circles here is your descending. And the one like this is your ascending. Oh, are you talking about the nodes? I'm talking about Taurus one degree. Yeah, and that's then the go, south node. go completely across. Oh, this that. thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, those are the nodes. That's showing where an eclipse is going to occur. So that's just the ecliptic of the moon. That's the north. <laughs> so is this node. Is like a magnetic horseshoe type thing. Uh-huh. And so like the, the pole is going this way means the south node. So this one here, yeah, this is the south node. So it's pointing down. Yes, yeah. this one and is the south. Magnetic ends are going true north, are going magnetic north. Sure. Yes. Okay. Okay. But that's also just going to be different depending on the year oh. and time of year. Okay. Stuff. Wait, okay. We're on you. 
north, this is me. North. Oh my god. Yeah. Your north node is in Scorpio. Yeah. Ah, and so is yours. Yeah. So is mine. Yeah. And Scorpio is my seventh house of partners and relationships. So all of your shit falls into my seventh house. So bizarre. (laughs) In the best way. It's so bizarre. I'm like, why are we together, man? But it's just like it makes That's sense. That's why, bitch. Uh, like you can kind of connect them all. Yeah, dude. And then like, yeah, your like North Node Sun conjunction is trying my Venus loosely, but actually it's three degrees. It's not that far. Um, yeah. Oh, I guess my Venus is at 18. I always think my Venus is at 17 and it's flip-flopped. Yep. So is it possible to have everything in one line? Like just straight up and down? Like to have everything here and then everything down here? Yeah, like just yeah get- you probably could. There's probably somebody who has that. There was probably a time. I mean, hold on, let me... Let me see if I can find a time. Pile up, then you can have pretty much everything in one house, and then maybe the moon directly opposite. So, like, I'm thinking, like, the movie Hercules here, like, where all the planets (laughs) line up. Like, is that possible? Like, is that oh, that's what conjunctions are. Whenever we're talking about conjunct, it means that they can everything conjunct at once in the past over the summer. All of the there's you could have gone outside and seen all five of the planets like in a line, like, they all were in a line this summer, like. They are pretty much every year, but yeah. yeah that's, that's why I like, so in my chart, when I have all of those planets in one single house, they're all lined up in the same line in the sky. That's why the they're called um, stelliums. Mm-hmm. Whenever you have all of those conjunctions in one. Yeah, so that's I might, good. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, all right. Cool. Yeah, so in uh. <laughs> Let me see if I can get. So, oh, whoa! Yeah, I can like, get multiple charts. Is a, a fantastic example. Yeah. So Is all of these planets were literally all in the same place in the sky when he was born. Yeah. And there had just been an eclipse in Scorpio, and now the moon's in Sagittarius. So had Austin been born like a day earlier or two, then he would have- The moon would have been over here. Yeah. Wait, say that again. If you had born like a day or two earlier, then your moon would have been in Scorpio too. Thank God it wasn't. Oh my (laughs) God. That would have been like too much. Well, I don't know. I've gotten this far with- That's so much Scorpio. Oh my God. You know what's funny? I was looking back and I have a history with um Aquarius, actually. Really? Isn't that weird? I guess it's the tenth. It's angular. Well, I mean, you know, that's funny. I Lane, Libra. Do you want to keep looking at it? In my tenth house. Which Mm. means wait, so if I'm a scale. I'm trying to achieve balance. Libra, is that what? Isn't that like my thing? Like, isn't Libra? Libra are like social peacekeepers, but also like, yeah. They also tend to be. They get stereotyped as like the people pleaser types, where Mm -hmm. you you just kind of want to make other people happy. Yeah, and you want everything to be just like you want to achieve that. (laughs) um, Like, 
you want to achieve the Venusian in ways of peacekeeping and connection and like keeping people. Wait, why is it Venusian, but I'm Libra? Because uh, Venus rules Libra. So each planet. What? Has, oh, each, yeah. All the planets rule a certain God is a woman? When my area is Oh, oh, and I have news for you, buddy. You're also ruled by Venus because you're a Taurus rising. So basically, Venus is in charge of your life, bro. Taurus. Welcome to the club. That's why I say like the Venusian <laughs> for you. Wow. <laughs> Austin is... looks like he's taken out right now. He's like, hold on. It's like I'm a viewer, so I feel all that. So I'm like, I'm exhausted. Like, but I was like hit by a wave. That is so funny. That is so Libra and Taurus <laughs> are ruled by Venus. Yes. yes. The moon rules cancer. So that's why having a cancer moon is like a big deal because that's where that's the moon's house and the moon is there at home in cancer. But the moon is feminine and Venus is feminine. well it depends on what you mean by feminine you know what i mean i feel like feminine is a very loaded gendered term that like it's more about an energy i think the energy of venus and the moon is more it's more geared towards intuition and value rather than um action or power does that make sense Mm -hmm. So I would say that people who have Venusian... So are we just, like, naturally tense? What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, we who we. It's like, I don't know. I feel like me and his chart are similar. Mm-hmm. And it's just the way we, like, feel. Like, I, like, I didn't um, get their charts together, and that's what I wanted to do. Hold on. I don't know. I downloaded it. Like, you keep tying things that I'm, like, I feel naturally. So I'm uh-huh. like, well, yeah. I'm like, oh, that piece is right. I'm like, but this exactly is like reading right. your chart. <laughs> it's like so spot on specific. So I'm like, I know. Oh, here I did get it. I, I did get it. For you yes. to think of like a yin yang energy. Yes. Maybe instead, um, where it's kind of like the, you know, like how we were talking about the other day when we were getting like Reiki done. Mm-hmm. That's true. You're talking about the yin yang. Maybe think about it like that. I was talking about yin yang. Yin yang. Never mind. I wasn't. I was talking about fish. Fish. <laughs> fish. 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 No, but just like with the feminine stuff. So like people who are Venusian um, or uh, like lunar. Mine. You're. <laughs> this is Austin's first astrology reading formally. Like yeah. I kind of like don't often read his chart to him. Because <laughs> it's so intense. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. But it's like, yeah, you're right. I'm like, this is right. <laughs> we did it folks we converted one um yeah venusian energy it's more you keep interrupting me that's hilarious Sorry. <laughs> but you know what let me just pull venusian. up austin and venusian <laughs> let me pull up austin and lane's charts together because i, I can use this i know <laughs> it's all good here we go Okay, so this is Austin and Lane starts together. So you guys also have um there's some overlap in there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's and that's yeah. what kind of Anna and I were talking about. So her and my charts have a lot of interesting synastry. We both have Taurus moons. So we both have <laughs> crazy. Yeah, we both have Taurus moons. Um 
<laughs> I have the cancer placement similar to Lane. So like both of you guys have qualities of each other and also of us because like we're all weird mixes of each other. Yeah. yeah. It's really, mm-hmm. really weird. Like That's you guys have wild. Yeah. yeah. No, totally. <laughs> <laughs> So that's why we thought that you two would get along together really well. Wait, so like our Plutos are really close. Yep. Yeah, that's that's natural. Well, actually, your um, Austin's Pluto is conjunct your Mars because you both have 27 degrees there. And, and then his Pluto and your or his MC and your Pluto are very close. Yeah. And the uh, conjunctions that are exact by degree, like they have the same degree in the same sign, that's pretty rare. It's Look at yeah, how y'all both have Venus at eight degrees of Scorpio. Yeah. <laughs> LOL. Wow. And, and look how close our, uh, it's at 22 degrees, very top. Like, go. Oh, yeah. Your Neptunes. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. are still moving. Those well, are like... the, there's one, uh, well, your, his, blah, 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 Austin's Uranus and your Neptune are, is what's exactly conjunct. Yeah. Yep. And those are slower moving. So they do, you know, a lot of people that generation will have that. But what does that mean? Like, what? That's, and that's, <laughs> and that's what sinistry readings are. So what does this mean? Wow. I mean, so the fact that you guys have Venus in the same place, yeah, it's in a different house for both of you, but like Venus and Scorpio, that's what we were talking about earlier with you'll experience like your values are very intense and you take them very seriously and they have very deep meaning to you. And for that reason, when you care about something, you most likely will care about it very deeply to a point where it may even like change you as a person, not in a bad way necessarily, but it has the potential to do that. Mm-hmm. um and since lane is ruled by that planet like for you lane that's that will probably have a little bit more of a personal like deep yeah. manifestation for you like I that'll be more of a part of your inherent character I die yeah. on those hills a lot yeah <laughs> um it's definitely like you can almost see where your ruling planet is sometimes that area of life might feel almost like it rules your life you know Mm-hmm. Yeah. the house that the rolling planet is in yeah yeah and for you that's uh the seventh house of relationships lane yeah. but for austin his rising is in uh aquarius up in which is what your well your midheaven's actually in capricorn but um yeah and then he's ruled by saturn and pisces in the second house so for him it's more about like nailing down your like nailing down your values and using them to make a change yeah and like the resources that you need to be taken care of is yeah resources are a big one like food (laughs) i also like to think of food as the second house Mm -hmm. it is yeah because it's the things that fuel your body in the first house yeah whoa it's I love astrology because all of the like houses they all feed into each other. It shows how everything is connected and everything like needs each other to exist. Yeah, everything's woven together. So then, they also have um, Austin's Mercury mm-hmm. very close to Lane's North Node and his Sun. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Austin's 25 degree Libra and then the 26 degree North node there. 
So sometimes the nodal synastry can be considered as like past life synastry in some parts of astrology. We was bros. <laughs> we was homies back been. in the day. No. Yo. <laughs> that's yeah, that's interesting. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so that's kind of one of the ways you can think about it, or you can think about it like uh, this person will likely be pretty integral in your life. Yeah. And it's interesting too, I think having like Lane's son there too. Like, so first of all, both of y'all are similar to each other because you both have North Node conjunct the sun. So when people, even if they don't have that like relation, that aspect in relationship with each other. So your north node and sun can't see his north node and sun because they're next to each other in signs it's like how you wouldn't be able to see your next door neighbor's house the way you would be able to see the people across the street um but since you both have that same signature like you both have that like that same energy signature even though they're in different signs so that's very similar about you and then his sun and north node conjunct your mercury is like he I feel like Lane probably he gives you words for yes like a lot of the things that you a lot of the things that are already happening in your brain like Lane is just able to like say them and be them yeah but you like you relate to that and you're like I was already thinking that (laughs) yeah it's wild you know yeah yeah, it's like I was already internalizing the emotion before even like once he said it, I was like, "That oh, was it, totally right?" Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, it's like, that's so building block. Yeah, that's so that's how synastry works, yo. It's cool. Like I never, I didn't know that. Um, so there is a theory that, well, not a theory, but like there's a teaching, I forget who it is, but that the ruler of your seventh house's placement can show you where you met your partner or where you will yes. meet your partner, partner. <laughs> oh, I thought describe. about this before. Yeah. Cause it's really funny how Lane and I met. Yeah. So which, which way? Which... I, mean, I met you when you were a little bitty kid and you didn't, wouldn't even say hi to me oh my god <laughs> so for me um my seventh house is scorpio and the ruler of my seventh house is virgo and it's in my fifth house and fifth house is like creativity art music stuff and we met in a band yeah <laughs> fucking perfect yeah and then his ruler let me see is leo in his 10th house the ruler of his seventh house is the sun in his 10th house. So it's like, that's, that's his career. That's always what he's wanted his career to be. So he met me through pursuing his career. Huh. Holy <laughs> shit. So yeah. what is ours then? Okay. Can you pull up our room? Yeah. Yeah. So my ruler of my seventh house is the moon in my fifth house. So Hannah and I both have that in common. We met you guys yeah. house activities and we started out as a sexual relationship, you know? And that's the fifth house. <laughs> that's the fifth house. Oh, shit! Yeah. <laughs> and then, so, your seventh house is Scorpio, mm-hmm. right? And your, your ruler of the seventh house is in the seventh house. 
and so relationships partnerships that kind of thing right? yeah and here we are we Whoa. met through wait hold on hold on we met through the fact that i was dating one of his friends and he told him bro if you don't like get serious with her by the end of the summer like i'm coming in i'm swooping in man you like, met her through a friend someone who you already had an established relationship through yeah and yeah. you met me through that <laughs> isn't that interesting that's nuts that yeah. shit checks out <laughs> nuts it's pretty crazy yeah so that's sinistry folks <laughs> there you go that's how it works brought to you live from us and our partners <laughs> of how many years eight <laughs> <laughs> going on eight <laughs> or seven yeah yeah it was yeah, it was the it was summer like 2014. Yeah, it was the summer that I graduated, which was 2014. Yeah. We were 2015. That is wow. wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which like we've been on and off because we had a like a lot of stuff to figure out, work through, grow up, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely been like we've been in each other's sphere of life for eight years. Yeah. Because yeah. once That's I met awesome. him, like he never completely went out of my life, you know. Yep. So yep. Yep. that's a vibe welcome wow <laughs> that's freaking nuts though like isn't that wild relations that all those things have that's freaking cool that's really yeah cool. that's why i like it yeah it's neat this is why i look like charlie with all the yarn <laughs> i try to explain astrology to you yeah it's, exactly it's like. going to oppose saturn she'll be watching something in the living room and i'll walk out and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> when you have the astrology podcast on and it's just like i'm sorry yeah i yeah. promise you i want to actually listen to that with you next month because the retrospectives they've been doing like from the month prior they like go over world and like na- national yeah. events and how it correlated with the astrology of the month mm-hmm. it's helpful. that's cool yeah that, that, that's really freaking cool it's really yeah. cool wow well dang <laughs> dang <laughs> well thanks for hanging out with this guy yeah, <laughs> thanks for going for, through all of that <laughs> thanks for teaching us the rambling so much that was now cool. i know that being austin in a past life for homies <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just look mind blown <laughs> it is but it's like that's a million things that's <laughs> that's so much but like i get it mm-hmm. all in the same same time and aquarius rising folks very cool yeah i'm just blown away now i feel like i have to understand more like now i feel like whenever you tell me i'm like okay now i now i'm there yeah now i'm there yeah reply now (laughs) we might start a dialogue instead of a monologue now (laughs) (laughs) that's what we're here for it's dialogues all the way (laughs) (laughs) he does keep smiling oh my god oh man well i guess that's where we'll end the recording for today folks because that feels like a really nice wrapping a bow on things um thanks to our guests austin and lane y'all are you know required to be in our lives but (laughs) being on the podcast (laughs) um where can they find us friend (laughs) find us at primordial threads on twitter 
And you can find me at Sappy Saturnian. I'm at Alun Astrology. Austin Lane, do you guys want to share anywhere where the folks can find you? You can be anonymous if you want. It doesn't matter. I'll be anonymous. Yeah. Anonymous. Oh, I'll anonymous. I think so. <laughs> the replacements are like, no. <laughs> we weren't prepared. So they're like, <laughs> the promos aren't up yet. <laughs> yeah. We'll give you it. And I'll do that. Okay, we'll, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Listen in the itinerary. <laughs> All right, bye. bye. See you guys. Oh, okay.